have this friendly against Latvia, which is a little bit of a nothing game. It could be interesting that game now, if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts, and maybe that's his chance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball, daily. Welcome back. Kilmico uh, Croaks, yes, they of course crowned All Ireland Club football champions following their 111 to 19 victory over Glen of County Derry at Crow Park. The aftermath of that game has been dominated by the talk of 16 or perhaps even 17, depending on how you're counting them, Kilmico players on the pitch defending that final attack from Glen, which came via uh, a 45. Uh, one man who's been fairly vociferous in his views towards how things should proceed from that point on is Derry's own Joe Brawley. Joe, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Not too bad, thank you very much. You've been very uh, vocal today in how you think things should proceed from an administerial point of view, from uh, the point of view of this last play of the game. Um, how do you see things going forward from here? Well, I think the GA's reputation is at stake. It's not a, this isn't a private matter between Wadi Grahams and Kilmacud. This is This is about the integrity of the game itself. And part one, which is where rule 644 is, is about the, 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 the fundamental ground rules of the GAA. And one of those is that 15 players play against 15. And rule 644 really only gives three options. Well, it only gives three options. Mm. Once it's proved that, uh, that there's been a breach, then the GAA can either fine, order forfeiture, or a replay, and the rule specifically says that the the decision that they make dep- depends on the circumstances. So depending on the circumstances, so I think Paul Mannion was the seventeenth man, but he was that was a technical breach, so that would be a fine. I think it's pretty it's implicit. In the He's rules. close to the sideline essentially. And yeah, yeah, that's that's not yeah. here. That's not affecting the game. I mean, it would it would not be within the spirit of the game to 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 order a replay because Paul Mannion had infringed over the sideline. That's that's like a water boy infringing. Yeah. Then you've got a situation like this one, which is where a player who's substituted instead of going off goes to the goal line, takes up a defensive position in the center of the goal line to defend the last critical play. Don't forget that Glenn had almost scored a goal mm. from the previous play whenever Connor Glass pulled on it in the ground and the keeper made a save. And on that last play, in fact, Dugan, the Mahara fullback, he tried to flick the ball on, missed it by a whisk, whisker. Now, if he had flicked it on, it would have gone goalwards and you would have been in the extraordinary situation where it may well have been Dara Mullen who saved it. I mean, you can see him coming out with the ball, doing a one-two, kicking it in the air. The referee blows the whistle. And so it's quite clearly a flagrant breach of the rule. This is a player who's continuing to take part in the game after he has been substituted. It's nothing to do with the referee or the linesman. This is the, the responsibility in the rule is placed on the team itself. So it's not a technical breach. It's a flagrant breach. You have an extra man defending the last play. And it seems to me that the only honourable option is for the GA to order a replay and it's most disappointing to me I think it's a total act of cowardice of abdication of their responsibility to now say today they are not because they have the power under rule 644 mm. two ways that 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 it operates is either on an objection from the club and in this case it will be proven because it's accepted that the, that the breach occurred I mean we could all see that 
But the committee in charge can investigate it themselves, and they've said today, oh, no, they're not going to do that, which I I, I, I am in disbelief about that. Yeah, there was I mean, a, if it there was the a IRFU or FIFA, the replay would already be ordered. I dare say, and the general feeling in the North is if this had been the other way around, a replay would be ordered. But, you know, that's that's what's, you know, there's going to be all sorts of speculation out there caused by the by the GA abdicating its responsibility, you know, and people in the North are saying, look, you know, this would never have happened if it was the other way around. Whether that's right or wrong, it it's serious reputational damage to the GA. Now, now Glenn are in the terrible position of 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 sort of having to to make the objection. Then they would step out of the picture because the GA then have only got three options because the the objection is obviously proven. They had an extra player on the field at a critical point in the game. And I think then what would inevitably happen was that a replay would be ordered, but the GA would <laughs> amazingly be have essentially washed their hands of it. Uh, the piece, obviously, where Colin Keyes had the afternoon, this afternoon saying the GA has put the ball back in Glenn's court over the outcome of Sunday's football final, uh, saying that Glenn would have to make the approach to the GAA uh, over this. Um, to those who would say that uh, essentially Dara Mullen doesn't interfere with play so therefore there isn't too much of a difference in the outcome of the game what do you say to those people well but that that that's not the point of the rule I mean the po- the point of the rule is to ensure that there's no breach of that cardinal principle that 15 play 15 he could easily he could easily have been the man who 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 saved that last play if in fact Dugan had connected with his hand. But that's not the rule. He's clearly participating in the game as though he were still playing in the game, even though he's been substituted. It's therefore a flagrant breach. I mean, it's obvious that he's participating in the game. I mean, let's say, for example, let's say, for example, that he had broken forward after he'd been substituted. He'd attacked forward. And he'd been part of a two-man move. Didn't touch the ball, but Kilmacud had clinched it with a winning score. You could still say, well, look, he didn't actually touch the ball. That's not the point of this. These are one of the fundamental ground rules of the GAA. In terms of the uh, Glenn approach to this, Malachi O'Rourke in the immediate aftermath of the game said that, you know, he wouldn't necessarily be in favour of, of challenging that type of thing. Malachi's not a Glenn man. I, well, that's Malachi's an outside manager who could easily end up managing Kilmacud Crooks in a few years. That that's it's not a matter. It's not a matter for Malachi or for the Glen team, in my view. No, that that. Well, that's what I was going to get to, Joe. Is that Malachi O'Rourke said that he wouldn't pre, well, he wouldn't be in favour of pursuing it. I think I don't want to paraphrase him too much, but essentially that was his line on it. Whereas the county chairman or the club chairman, pardon me, said that it would be something that they'd look into. But there is a point there, and I, I, there is a, a lot of validity to what you say in that it should not be in either Kilmacud or Glen's hands to raise right. this thing. The GA have the uh, responsibility to oversee the officiating of these matches and whether it's the junior final last week whether where there was a flurry of red cards towards late in the game they have um, a duty to go and pursue the referee to have his point of view on that game similarly they should be straight in contact with both the with all three match officials and then subsequently to get the views of both clubs to have an informed, overarching view that, on this. That, that's neither that that's not relevant in relation to part one of the rules. Part two of the rules, that's the referee's prov- province. And then the referees over overseen in relation to that. 
This part of the rules is different. Interestingly, Robbie Brennan, the Kilmacud manager, when he was playing for Dunboyne in 2005, they played a Meath Championship semi-final against Navin O'Mahony's. And Navin O'Mahony's, it seems to have been accepted, inadvertently played a fourth substitute during extra time. Dunboyne appealed that. Navin O'Mahony's were expelled from the championship and Dunboyne went on to play in the county final. The substitute who'd been wrongly brought on didn't even touch the ball. But the point was that the integrity of the game has to be protected. So let me let me let me broaden this out slightly. Okay. Let's say this was Dublin versus Mayo 2017 epic final or 2016. Both years Mayo lose by a point. Both years Mayo are besieging the Dubs with two or three minutes to go to try and get that equalizing score. Let's say Dublin had made a substitution. The substitute didn't come off and instead of coming off, went to the heart of the Dublin defence and participated in the defence of the Dublin goal. Well, there'd be a, an outcry in the global GA community. The GA would have already announced their inquiry and I think probably by tonight or tomorrow morning at the latest, a replay would be ordered. What's the difference? You know, Glen Mahara may be a very small parochial club in Derry with, with you know, their sponsor, we were sort of talking about this this morning. Their sponsor is the Spar Shop in Mahara. Kilmacud may be a sort of a GA superpower. Their sponsor is a chain of private hospitals, you know, a healthcare sort of conglomerate. Why should Glen Mahara be treated any differently than a powerful team that comes to Croke Park and infringes the rules in this way? And I think that this is in danger of, and I think it is already tainting. Kilmacud's victory through no fault of their own. I mean, we don't know what the position is. You know, the substitute clearly was substituted. There can be no doubt about that. He went and took his place on the line. For me, I don't think that it would be honourable to order forfeiture of the game unless you were able to show, for example, that this was a deliberate decision from the sideline. Look, stay on, tell him to stay on, tell him to, to get on that line for the last play. I think that the honourable course here is for the GAA to say, look, a blatant uh, breach has taken place and uh, and we'll order a replay. And I think that they will inevitably do that if Glenn uh, make the decision to send that email because that's all they have to do here. They don't have to participate in this and they won't be expected to participate mm -hmm. in this. This will be a matter for the GA then to, to operate its own rule. Should the GA not be showing more leadership in all this though? Well, obviously they should. Mm. I mean, it's an example of rank cardus. And if they defend themselves, and wouldn't say, I mean, it wouldn't happen if it was the Dubs. It wouldn't happen if it was if it was a powerful mm. county in Croke Park. It would already be dealt with. But here, the thing is, look, tell you what, we'll we'll, we'll throw this on to Glen Mahara. There's a bit of hassle around fixtures here. The National League's starting. You know who really cares about Glen Mahara anyway? We'll put the pressure on them. We won't use our power under 644 and uh, and we'll hope that Mahara don't send us that email because if they do, then we're going to have to act. Mm. And uh, Like you're saying, if this was the Dubs and Mayo, that there would be holy war. And, and uh, to a degree, you can see that. If this turns out to just be a fine for Kilmacud out of the back of this, what would your reaction be? Well, look, I mean, I think, it would, I think it would establish a very dangerous precedent. It would mean that teams would say, look, We've, we're, we're in extra time here now. There's two or three minutes to go. We'll fire on subs. We'll 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 instruct them. Look, don't 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 find your 
Don't find the substitute. Just run on. Stay on. I'm sure if if if, if we have to take a fine, we'll take a fine. We, we can absorb that. It's a very dangerous precedent. It's corrosive to the rules of the game. And people say, like, what really are the what's the really the real point of the rules of the game then? And what is what is the point? Does that if you can just say, well, look, you know, 16 players can go on the field in an All-Ireland club final and defend the last play against 15 men with one of them. With the 16th man, the guy who was supposed to be taken off, standing on the goal line. Hey, well, what, what, <laughs> what might be? Is there a precedent the other way? Don't you? More fundamental breaks than that. Joe, is there a precedent the other way whereby if you're saying that this infringement <clears throat> warrants, obviously, uh, for obviously it does warrant further investigation, a replay might be the the outcome of that. Why does it warrant further investigation? Well, I mean, it's like, clear what happened. Well, you know, my my sense, well, my point is that they're clearly going to look into this and they're going to have an outcome one way or the other from it. They're not going to. They're not going to unless Glenn lodge an objection. And Glenn, or Glenn, you would imagine are going to lodge an objection, surely. Well, I mean, I, I, well, it's not a matter for me, but I, I, I think that. It, it must be inevitable because it's grossly unsporting and grossly unfair in the circumstances. Okay, well, further down the line, can you see a point where, unless there is more uh, formality brought into how substitutes are introduced or taken off the pitch, that this could work the other way, whereby teams could raise an objection to uh, people being on the pitch, 16 players being on the pitch, 17 players, whoever it might be, being on the pitch, in a similar circumstance to the way Paul Mannion was yesterday? That he's over, not interfering with the game, but they'll say, oh, well, he's on the pitch. There's a precedent set for the, like back in the club final uh, when Kilmacud obviously had too many players there. Why is it, why did he have to be interfering with play? He didn't touch the ball. I know, but I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, this is why this is why the rule gives discretion in relation to the penalty. It doesn't give discretion in relation to the offence having been committed, but it says that you can have a fine, forfeiture or a replay depending on the circumstances. And, and and so in in Paul's situation, no one would suggest. Well, look, you know, this is this would be way way over the top to go to the second offence. I mean, or to go to the second penalty. This is this will be this will be comfortably dealt with by a fine. As I say, it's like an incursion by the water carrier when he hasn't been given permission by the fourth official. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Charlie Redmond obviously didn't you know make his way off after being sent off in the '95 final against Tyrone, should Tyrone have had a replay then? I'm not sure what the rule was then. But I mean, I think a good example of the GAA protecting its integrity was whenever Offaly played Clare in the All Ireland hurling semi final, and uh, the referee mistakenly played three minutes short mm. of the regulation time. Okay, now the regulation time, the basic regulation time, is not within the discretion of the referee. It's like like this matter. It's part one, and whenever. It was discovered that he played three minutes short. Claire won the game, don't forget. They were on their way to the All-Ireland final. It's done and dusted, celebrating all the rest of it. A replay was ordered. Awfully won the replay and went on to win the All-Ireland Hurling final that year. You know, The point being that the integrity of the GA was protected. The GA's reputation was protected. And so far as the GA are concerned, in this matter, on a part one matter, it's nothing to do with the individual teams. This is to do with the GAA protecting its own rules, protecting its own reputation, its own integrity. That's what I'm concerned about. I mean, Glenn, Waddy, Waddy, Waddy Grahams are have always been ferocious rivals of my club, don't give them. Mm. You know, I'm not concerned individually with the Waddy Grahams situation. They had many chances to win the game. They should have gone on and win it. 
as far as I'm concerned. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in us becoming a sort of a laughing stock. The IRFU looking at us and saying, Jesus, it's fucking Wild West there, you know. And that's what it is at the moment. I am so disappointed that the GA washed its hand of this today instead of saying, look, there's clearly been a breach. We're going to investigate this. You know, there are very limited options here. Clearly a fine isn't appropriate where a 16th man is on the field defending the critical last play in the game. Otherwise, what sort of a precedent are we setting? We set down a replay. We take it away from the Waddies. We take it away from Kilmacud Crooks. And we do the correct thing. All right, well, watch this one with interest. Joe Brody, for now, thanks so much for your, uh, taking time out to speak to us this afternoon. Stephen? My great pleasure. Cheers, Joe.